it's time once again for Colette and Matt have entered the chat. The first and only podcast made entirely in Unreal Engine 6. <laughs> we got the developer build. All right. No one Five. even knows what the fuck that does. <laughs> Six is not out yet. We got it. And I think avid listeners can tell that this this podcast is a cut above the others because when you listen very carefully, like listen to the water sounds here. Okay. Wow. It's like I'm splashing in, in the ocean right now. Yeah. It's like you're really there. That's the power of Unreal Engine 6 and uh, we're the only ones who have it. So uh, good luck. <laughs> Good luck, other podcasts, uh, and good luck, other podcasts that are not like we are. A proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network. Eat our dust. <laughs> Eat our dust. That is, I love how like 1960s that phrase is. Like, Eat our dust, man. It's like I know. I feel the same way. Cartoon. Like, it's so great. It's like you, I love a, any reason to revisit like a 50s or 60s era insult because you're just like, wow, wow. Yep. How goes it with you? Uh, I am well. I am still kind of in my obsessing, uh, a very obsessed kind of gaming vibe right now is happening in my life. But I'll save that for um, for the latter part of the show. I'm in the zone, so to speak. Yes. But uh, everything Love else is cool. And I have a little vacation coming up soon. I think oh. it's not it's like the end of next week. So it'll be like after our next podcast, but I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to um, going on a cruise, which is a thing that wow. I have done in a really long time. And a friend uh, offered to take myself and, and my husband. So uh, we are going to go and enjoy the last of summer on a boat. That sounds delightful. Uh, yeah. do, do, do you want to share where to Caribbean that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's exactly what it, we're going to do the Bahamas. Um, and I, it's not a long trip. I think it's four days. Um, Perfect. <clears throat> so it'll be, it'll be the first time me being on a ship and I don't know, something like 14 years or something. I, I don't, typically gravitate towards these type of things but uh my my boss at work is a huge cruise nut just absolutely <laughs> so into it and uh he was very excited to be able to be like hey like you know i got some comp rooms why don't you guys come hang out oh wow we're going to, okay we're going to go hang out all right very good we'll keep us posted on that yes uh in the meantime i think it is time that we start talking about some video games what portable gaming system will you be bringing on the cruise, if any? <laughs> a very good question. Well, I mean, I already know that my <laughs> husband's going to bring our Steam Deck because I don't really? think he's gone anywhere without it since, uh, you know, anywhere of, of a travel variety since getting it. Yes, he, he really uses the Steam Deck a great deal. Um, God bless. And I have used it for Vampire Survivors almost exclusively, <laughs> although I have used some other things. I have played some other things, but quite honestly, I have... Uh, I have I have definitely used it a great deal for that. So that will definitely come with us. Although I have heard from my friend that you have to definitely pay extra to get like the best internet package they have. Sure. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that if we intend to play any games on this ship, that that's just going to have to be the thing that we Maybe. do. Maybe. I mean, it depends what you're playing if you're doing some multiplayer stuff. But like if you just need the deck or a switch to like just check online to like, oh, we're connected. Cool. Here's your game. Like. 
you don't need fast internet. Yeah, that. I guess need, that's technically true. On. It depends on yeah. what's being played. I mean, you sure. know, definitely do not need anything high powered if I'm playing any vampire survivors, but, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see. But yeah, that's my guess is that that's what will be coming with us on the trip. So, and look, I'm not here to jinx anything and your husband is 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 living it right like this is what this <laughs> device is for. I am terrified to bring this thing out of the house and that's my own anxiety oh, um, but also just because like I, I this fear that like if I drop it or a kid knocks it off a shelf or someone in the world what I leave it somewhere that is it is a much harder to replace that than and expensive, of course, not notwithstanding. Right. To replace it, then like, oopsie, left my phone somewhere. Oopsie, my switch light. Like that would suck, but like, it's not the end of the world. This one, uh, I don't know. I just feel paranoid. Well, That's yeah, but me. wait a minute. I'm gonna call you on this because, Please like, do. your phone probably costs a thousand dollars. Um, mine does not, but, w- but 100% most people's phones, if they have a nice iPhone, whatever does. is a $500, $800 something or other. And you are 100% correct. But it's not as easy to not, get a new one. It's not, my problem is not rational, but yes, if, if I, if I drop my phone in a lake, then it's a reasonably trivial to get another one like yeah. within an hour. You know, it, you could go to Verizon or wherever and get and a replacement get and then all your data is back and whatever. Dropping a Steam Deck in a river is uh, it's a different not kind of deal. Time. Yeah, no, I yeah. think that is a perfectly viable anxiety to have. I mean, I, I get it. Um, I don't feel any worry about it myself no, in this situation, but Hey, you. you know, you never know. I mean, my assumption would be that it will live in our, in our room and be used in the evenings, you know, when other activities are not going on. Yeah, so I'm not too sure. worried, but you know, if I was carrying it around in a backpack or something like that, yeah, I can see how I might be like, oh, don't hurt my steam deck. You're not, you're not hiking in the, in the Alps or anything. No. There have been. I don't know how much time you or Patrick spend in the, you know, in the discord, in the steam deck discords or subreddits, but there's, there are often these just pictures and horror stories where it's like, I thought the case was zipped closed, but it was not zipped. And then I picked it up by the handle and then it, and then it just dropped it on the floor. And it's like, just God, please just check twice. Yeah. Oh no, I will. I mean, I'm pretty fastidious about things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not too worried. And so is my husband. So I'm like, I think we should be all right. But that is, that is a very, that would be beyond sad. I would maybe punch myself in the face. (laughs) Don't do any of that. I try to be kind to myself, but that might just have to be the exception. I just might. Yeah. We ask you, the listeners and our Discord community, what you've been playing, and uh, we got some goodies in there. Uh, you want to kick it off? There was there was a lot of chatter throughout the week of what people were kicking around, so I don't know if you want to start earlier or just kick it off right from the top here up to you. Your, yeah, your I think choice. trying to quickly look because I I think I think I will choose I think I will choose that after the uh, we already know some of your answers part, just kind of chiming in. Um, 
for now. Uh, so Megalith's been playing Final Fantasy XIV and says there was a huge patch drop this last week and it has been an absurd, uh, bleh, absurd amount of fun. The new Savage Rage dropped yesterday and I've been beating my head against the first of four fights. Also, that patch included the Island Sanctuary release, which has been a ton of fun. It's basically Animal Crossing, but in Final Fantasy XIV, you have an entire island to yourself to build out and craft and gather supplies. That sounds really fun. Actually. How great is that? Yeah, it's yeah, really, really great? great. And you know, it's funny. Today at work, I was writing about um, live service games because Sony uh, announced that it had acquired a mobile developer and that it was working on a triple A live service mobile game. Yep. And that got me thinking about how it's really been happening for a while now that live service mobile games are really where the money is at for. Oh, yeah. Significantly yeah. Um, yep. for these video game companies. So, um, and you know, I don't think that's necessarily has to be a bad thing because I feel like if the user is getting as much fun and joy, like for instance, as Megalith seems to have gotten over time with final fantasy 14. I mean, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. Um, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship. Uh, yes, I, I crave, I love being part of an online, a persistent online community, something, a world, a virtual world where there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're in a guild or there's a trade happening or there's a whatever. And then to be able to peek in on that from anywhere, wherever you are is, mm -hmm. that's the dream. I mean, like you, like you're alluding to short of like predatory gotcha mechanics, which sure will rear their faces depending on who's making these games but um i i mobile mmo is uh i love I, there are so few of them and i'm waiting for one that is uh really well executed really hit yeah or that really speaks to me you know yeah. eve echoes was great but without it's a tricky one because like it's an extraordinary experience if you're with a group mm -hmm. or with a corporation that is like, all right, at this time we're doing this. And it's like, yeah, I I can't really be online at appointment times. I'm going to be right. more checking in here and there. Definitely. So it's a balance. It's a balance for, for a developer to make a, a, a here and there experience that's also like really alive and really vibrant, and really dynamic. It's uh, so I'm I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I think it'll be interesting. I have not really connected with live service games in the same way. I would like to because the experiences that friends, you know, yourself included, have related to me have sounded appealing. But I just don't think that I've I've found that exact right thing yet. Um, An Animal Crossing New Horizons, for all of its online stupidness. Um, has those elements of like, I'm making my own world, I'm doing everything that I love to do in a single player game, but then I can share it or visit or collaborate that, yeah. that kind of, and it's on your switch and you're, you're, it's handheld to an extent, you I know, mean, I that's, guess that it. might be my best example, I guess, yeah. of what's yeah. worked for and, me. Cause I mean, I definitely yeah. played quite a bit. Now I know a lot of people who continued playing for solid for years afterwards. And I definitely played every day for like three months, like an insane person. And then like yeah, every ADHD or, you know, was like, Oh, okay. I've burned myself out now and put it down <laughs> for a while. I've picked it back up a couple of times, but I've never had the same consistency I had in that no, first insane, obsessed 
couple of months, but, uh, you know, but we to be all fair, we were kind of having a pandemic. So yeah, we were, we were having the little pandy and, um, <laughs> <The pandy>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am never calling it COVID again. Fuck that. It's called the pandy. <laughs> I, I did not, uh, I did not invent that, but, 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 you know, this is very interesting now suddenly to me of like non gamers, quote unquote, you know, the, you know, P, the call, the entire world, especially non-gamers, quote unquote, were suddenly like, yeah, we're all in on this persistent, you know, time, uh, time bound world where we can all like, it's not an, it's, we know it's not an MMO, but like, it's almost like a fragmented MMO of like your world keeps existing even when I'm not visiting it. So yes, it's siloed, but like we were all online in a virtual world together at the same time for the entire fucking pandemic, including my wife who has played Tetris and Mario Kart. Like (laughs) that's that's fucking extraordinary. Like look what they achieved here for, 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 for the metaverse, if and, you will. And I think really uh, on that note, like one thing I was really thinking about, I can't remember what major video game boss was saying this the other day I read on Games Industry, but basically he was saying, you know, we need Netflix. We need basically the same functionality as Netflix, but you need, need to be able to flip on your TV, choose that, and then just choose whatever game you want and have your, you know, you don't, you need to, the console needs to not exist because I feel like the console is like the barrier to entry for a lot of people who be sure. like, oh, I'm not gamers, but mobile yeah. has removed that. Exactly. Because you don't need, exactly you know, right. you don't need a console. You already have a phone and the phone doubles yeah. as a console. So I think Correct. the progress and the reason why mobile has exploded on such that level is because it never required the, you know, it didn't require people to purchase a piece of dedicated hardware, right? They already had it. It was just that the entertainment was available there. So, and I think Game Pass has really heralded this change coming, but like as soon, I know Netflix the other day, um, I had mentioned, I think I just mentioned it in the story. I don't think I did a dedicated story that they or that it was basically like going to have, like it was working on building a cloud gaming service. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like whomever can nail. And especially, especially if Netflix could pull this off, I think it could absolutely just be insane for them, especially if you already have a membership. So if you were to tell me like you're a Netflix member next week, you were going to get access to this massive library of stuff and like either it's involved, it's either it's included in your membership price or you pay, you know, whatever, $2.99 to level up to mm-hmm. like with games. Fine. Like, because you're making it simpler for me. You're making it so simple. Yes. I don't even have to be like, you know, like, okay, let's switch off this and like get the controller and turn on the, like, you're just simplifying it. I think whoever can nail that for use in your living room can really like, but I feel like, uh, how do I explain this? I feel like Game Pass is like definitely getting there, but like it needs to go, it needs to go just a smidge further to get to where I'm thinking it could go. There, because there need there's two paths for for a Netflix. One is they need to partner with a hard a hardware manufacturer, and this is definitely happening already. Right. They need to partner with a Samsung where it's like. The app is in the TV. Like the the television needs to then sync with an input device. Well, and Samsung already did a, that. They already did yeah. that with uh, I can't remember who, but like you know, you get a Samsung TV, and now yes. it has 
it automatically offers access to maybe it is Game Pass, but like it's built it right. in, I guess I believe, is what I'm yes, getting. I'm, I the, that is I believe it's Game Pass, but but to your point, you still need to sync a controller to the television. And what I guess I'm saying is like Netflix or someone like them needs to bundle a controller or controllers with the TV, and then it's like, oh, I just got my new TV, and then you bring it home, and it's like, oh, and now I have all these free games. Or, and the controllers are already connected. You know what I mean? Right. You need an input device to play a video. And that could be a, a remote. Like, well, I guess what I'm saying well, is when you buy a TV, is, you get a remote. remote. Though, like, yes. what if you're just like, yes. okay, you know, connect your phone via Bluetooth and right. turn it sideways and you have your gamepad right there. That That's... would be honestly genius. For me personally, I think I would still like want the option of connecting a controller because I've been on them for so many decades. But like, for the you know for the muggles who don't care um i think but that would be but, the move you know but will the will the muggles even do that or under, is that a blocker i i'm i would argue yes it's like mm. oh all these free games i'm on netflix how do i get them pair your phone with the thing and it does your is your tv compatible i don't know fuck who cares because they didn't come to the platform to your point what you're what you're what i think you're saying tell me if you're thinking differently it's about if I if I know a game exists and I come to the platform for the game, then I'm like, I want this game. What do I need to do? Buy this controller, buy this console, get the game. But if I'm not coming for a game, if I serendipitously discover that a game exists, it needs to be, oh, oh, this looks fun. Instant play, the way a da- you download uh, an app. And pairing a phone or connecting a remote or whatever – is, but you is have going to, to block. have a way to play the game. Like you can't just. Yes. I mean, which is why <laughs> I'm saying Netflix needs to make its own needs to make a television that has game controllers connected, or they need to partner with the manufacturer where it, the the remote control that you use to tr- to turn your TV on is already paired, and then you just flip it over and it's a game controller or something. You know what I mean? It's got to be one of those things. I don't know. I I, I kind of differ honestly because I feel like I've played so many rounds of. Um, Jackbox games with people who have never played a video game and you're like, oh, you just pick up your phone and you put this, you you go to Jackbox dot whatever and you you put the code in and they're always like, okay, and like within like two minutes, everyone's like screaming with laughter because the games oh, are yes, funny. Because you were the gateway to that. You were the person who understood how to go to a website. Mm. Put a, you've already described two steps that grandma doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. And so if you're there with her, She's in. She's having a blast. That's if fair. you're not physically there with her or on the phone with her, I, and I, you know, you're correct. Playing a game on a on a phone like that isn't. All, I guarantee. I believe you that it's an awesome experience. I'm strictly talking about barrier to entry, and I love the point that you made earlier of like. And I was about to, I was about to like say, what about this? And I'm like, no, you're totally right, because I was like. Oh, well, people, everyone has a laptop. Most people have a laptop mm-hmm. for whatever, life, work, whatever. And guess what? You can get tons of games on your laptop. And what I realized is that the reason that's different from a phone and why people don't do it is because you have to, again, seek out a dedicated game or game service like X, xCloud or Steam or Epic to then download the service to get it. Whereas you're in the app store to download Instagram and then, oh, what's this game? Here's another game. Here's an algorithmic thing that tells you what you probably knows you want to play. You're in the app store that has games and other stuff you already need. Whereas 
you're not, no one is going to Steam accidentally to, right. to download an app. You know, there go, you have Steam because you, pl- you want to play games on Steam. And that, to your point, um, we, muggles have the device, we are, they already have the devices that play video games, but it's about that sort of, I think I'm here anyway. is a piece of it. Packaging, exactly. You know, but I mean, like, here's the thing, like the, the growth of the mobile industry, like, I, I continue to like read more and more about it at work. And like, I feel as if I didn't, uh, it's not that I didn't take it seriously per se. It's more you that you get your head around it until you see the numbers side by side. And, and regularly like, and you kind of talk fuck, about yeah. the business of it more. And I see that the, the numbers are telling me that there's way more people other than just quote unquote gamers playing mobile games. You know, we're talking about people who are like, I love Candy Crush so much. I play it every day. Well, guess what? You're a devoted gamer. That's a part of that stat. Oh, yeah. Even if, you yeah. know, there are some gatekeeping gamers who would be like, no, you're not a real gamer because you play, you know, fuck that. Like a match three is still a game. Yeah. So I think that, you know, maybe our definition might have to be a little different, maybe, but like, I do. No, I don't think the definition, I think it, I think you're spot on, but like throw away the definition. The muggles are here and they're gaming. No question. Yeah. All great. Yeah. And, and because of adoption and app store penetration, obviously, but then at the same time, your, the newest phone that you described earlier, which is $800,000, whatever is as powerful as a laptop was three years ago. (laughs) Right. So now, you know, the quote unquote real gamers are also here playing Call of Duty on a phone too. Fortnite, whatever, whatever, name your game. So it is, it is the ultimate convergence in the, in the form factor. And, and we've talked about a lot of like the labels and the categories are there. Give it 10 years, you know? Right. Yeah. For sure. That platform, I don't know, maybe here's here's one way to put it, that you and I and our listeners will know like, well, this game runs on Steam OS and this game is a Windows game and here's Mac and here's iOS. But the muggles will just be like, they will be truly platform agnostic because xCloud, which comes from the sky, runs on everything. <laughs> So they don't even know where where or how the game is running. They just know that if you tap this icon, you're playing Stardew Valley or whatever the fuck, you know, right. and, and that's right. that's great. I mean, that those barriers can be removed is uh, is a great future. I, I'm, I am optimistic about it, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot to think about. That's for sure. A lot of interesting things. It. It's all going to get easier. But those of us who love physical games, I think, are probably going to feel a little sad because I think they're going to get phased out eventually, but you know, maybe not today. They've been not to, I mean, look, I have no, I get it. I don't care, about. I personally don't care about physical games at all. I don't want them. And I don't, I don't quite understand the, like, we still need the, if you care about reselling them, I get it. If you care about putting something on your shelf, I, I really do get it. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I, the people who are dying on that hill, really dying, I I don't, don't really, get. I'm, I don't get that part of it. 
Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, you know, it's just not for everybody. And I mean, I rarely buy physical copies of games anymore myself. I thought I would be a person that really struggled with that one. I do have a couple of like collector's editions of games physically that I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I'm so glad that this exists. But for the most part, um, I'm OK with, you know, being digital. But, you know, it's kind of like the Kindle versus book argument, really, I think, Um you know, some people have a lot of attachment to the physical quality of a book. And I choose when I'm going to read something, I'm like, do I want to read this digitally or do I want to hold it? So I think, you know, it's a little different with games because, you know, you just pick, take the game out and you stick it in. But maybe that's a routine for someone else that brings happiness. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting because like the I'm thinking of movies now, especially because we were just visiting family and um, my wife's aunt and uncle. And we like walk through the living room and there are Netflix DVDs on like uh, freshly rented on the coffee table. And we're just like, yeah, yeah. Physical DVDs still get DVDs. I didn't but know I that get, they still did them. They sure do. Uh, about that. I mean, fun, fun facts. Uh, there are still hundreds of thousands of people who use AOL dial up internet in this fine United States of ours, but that's another, it's another story. But, but like um, to your point of like reading a book, it is a there isn't there you are holding an object you're touching it you're turning it like that that i get like there's a thing there but like consuming a movie my brain doesn't know whether i put a disc in a drive or whether it's streaming from netflix it's the exact right, same right. digital to movie to you it's nothing so different so like what what are we t- doing here what do, why why do people still care about dvds i, I don't know and then i'm also fascinated by like Records are cool, but DVDs and CDs are, are, I'm not interested in those. Like, yeah, that's funny to me as well. Yeah. But, it's definitely a highly uh, variable kind of per person situation, I think. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we should, uh, p- proceed here, uh, but we'll take a break and then we will come back and discuss what we have been playing right after this important commercial break. Mm-hmm. What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your Display Armada. We have returned, and it is time to discuss uh, what we have been playing this past week. And uh, you were alluding to, oh, you you said you're in the pocket, and you have been for some time. Yeah, but is I have this, been. I've been, and it's wh- been kind where of we cool headed? because rather than just being one game, it's actually been multiple games, which is also rare. So my vampire survivor play has fallen a lot this week. Um, I have had a few rounds that have been really satisfying, but I have finished the game formally and I have gathered a lot of the, um, the pieces that like, I'm at a point now where you're kind of, I can like check off achievements and stuff, but for me, Mm -hmm. like I'm not a completionist. So checking off achievements is not like super, super important to me. Um, so I think, I think of it as something that I'm probably going to revisit, but I don't see myself like 
necessarily like hurrying to, to continue to fill in those slots. And I think it's partially be a couple of reasons. One is that I, despite saying last week that I thought that it was kind of like a hollow imitation, I have been playing survivor.io <laughs> <laughs> and it is 100%. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. This, um, this podcast is over and, and you are under arrest. <laughs> well, I tell you what it's, you know, it's not, at least to me, it's not that it's like a great game. Like I think Vampire Survivors is a great game. And I think this is absolutely an echo of that game with some different skins. And I just think Vampire Survivors feels more fun. But if you're just kind of like, I'm in the mood to like be the bullet hell, it's on your phone. And actually, if on you think phone? about it, all this kind of connects back to what we were saying earlier. It's like, don't underestimate the portability and ease of just opening an app on a phone to play a game. Because yes. like, it works, right? So like, Which for is instance, why we, we have said, if, if and when Vampire Survivors gets the mobile port, like, I'll, I'll have that should have happened time. yesterday. Yeah. And then you're going to, it's going to be the number one game. It's going to beat Fortnite. You know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm only partially exaggerating, but not, not, not really. But the funny part about it is the audience is going to be so much bigger yes. playing on a phone that you it's mm -hmm. it's perfectly likely that a lot of people may get may you know if it does come out they'll say oh wow it's survivor.io ripoff and it's like no that's the opposite <laughs> of what it is but there's more people with phones than there are with pc setups downloading games from steam so that is interesting to me. So I will say that this is a game that I have enjoyed playing. And when I'm done with it, I am going to 100% forget it ever existed. <laughs> like that is the kind of game it is. It is a time wasting game that is like filling that itch for me. Whereas I would never forget Vampire Survivors because to me that no, is just like carved its own specific, unusual like vibe, I guess like into the space and it kind of makes me feel it's fresh in a way that like puzzle quest was when it came out and, and it was like, Oh, Oh, so you're going to smash this and this together. And like, that's so cool. I've not played that. That's kind of how this feels to me, you know, like yeah, it, it feels like smashing, you know, new genres together. Um, and I think that's really cool, which kind of leads me into, cause I'll be honest, I don't have a lot to say about, survivor.io like if you've played vampire survivor like you already know what the game is about yeah. you know you, you know what this is yeah, yeah it's it doesn't have a story it's not like none of that stuff it's literally just like a reskinned version right but on that same note of oh wow this is kind of like a new mashup of genres played up which i've mentioned before kind of blew um a friend's mind last night our friend sky berkson who has been on this podcast as in my place before because he's like, I can't get over that this is a cooking roguelike. <laughs> he said the same thing I said. And I'm I was like, like it wait is. A minute. And that's so yeah. crazy. But like, it was so much fun. He was going to have a little gaming thing last night, like in his discord on what he calls the couch. And so we were like, oh man, we haven't played in, with Sky in so long. Let's go hang out. So we went in there and he had overcooked up. And I said to Patrick, oh, I love overcooked. Patrick hates overcooked. And he was like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So we played like a few rounds and I was like, what am I kidding myself? I hate this game. <laughs> like right, it's right. such a cute game, but there's things about it. And especially after playing played up, there's things about it that I'm like, you know what? You're right. The presentation is so beautiful and it's so much better, like executed, you know, aesthetically than played up yeah. is, but played up is just so much fun. And so much, in my opinion, a better 
overall game. And I know I'm probably going to get shit for that, but it just no, no, no. But but is. take a minute to just to just point out to just reiterate that like I I imagine played up suffers because it doesn't have when you look at Overcooked, you're like it's so cute and beautiful. It, yep. It's going to grab eyeballs and attention in a way. And, and like, I'll say this because you introduced me to Played Up and you were talking about it last week. And I'm I'm looking at it on Steam and I'm like, meh. Right. I'm looking at it and I'm like, I would not, if this passed by me in you a queue look twice. or in, a, in an ad, I wouldn't, wouldn't look, look twice. twice. When, when my husband and bought what it. what a shame. What a crime. Right. Right. But that's the hard part, right? And the funny part about this as well to me is like, huh, kind of like Vampire Survivors, a game that everyone was playing and that I looked at and went, well, this kind of looks like not that great. Like, I don't really want to play this. <laughs> and, you know, then obsessively played it for a month and literally could not put it down, thought about it constantly, like just, yeah, a very crazy, right? But but see, I, well, tell me if you agree, like Vampire Survivors in its form, in, in stills and in action looks like nothing I've ever seen. Yes, it's bullet hell, but like, it doesn't look like anything else. So it's it always to me was like, what the fuck is this? Played up looks like a bad mobile-ish overcooked ripoff. It does. To my, That's exactly to my, what it looks right? like. So in that world where it doesn't look unique, it looks bad. You know, by comparison, it looks like a like it looks like the poor man's overcooked. I'm like. Why would I play this? I'll just if right. I cared about Overcooked, I would just play Overcooked. You just play Overcooked, and except it's, Overcooked and it's is just totally not, not executed as well. Exactly. And that's and it's crazy, you know. Like, and it's it's very it's so interesting because it's like when I say not executed as well, that's such a kind of it's only coming from kind of one place. I still think Overcooked is a very good game, but there are some things about the way Overcooked plays that are just so frustrating for me off at the get go. And I thought, well, maybe it's me, maybe it's my skill, but no, everyone I meet that plays Overcooked is like, Oh my God, this game drives me crazy. And I'm like, okay, they're different. They're different. They're fundamentally different games. Overcooked is solve this level cooperatively with skill. And if you can't then get good. Played up, as you have described it, is about a journey about building up uh, 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 abilities and layouts and and like like Sky was saying, it, it's a roguelike deck builder. It's a, a roguelike deck builder, like like yeah. It's just it's really so you know I, <laughs> I have to laugh you know because in a, in a way it's kind of uh, you know don't judge a book by its cover right like yeah, right. but exactly. you know at the same time I do think it's interesting because like. You know, my take on Vampire Survivors, honestly, was was also like, this looks kind of dinky. Like, mm -hmm. I really right. did not. I was not even like, oh, yeah, like, it's kind of no. I really just right. ignored it for a while because um, I wasn't impressed either. And the whole thing is kind of making me think it's quite interesting, I think, that we're in a space now where games no longer have to really be visually stunning to be terrific. I don't think that's necessarily new, but not new, but it's not about whatever, whatever, you, however you might define stunning. That's a different discussion. But um, I well, tell me if you agree. I, I, I think they have to be visually distinct and in a world where every show looks like another show and every app is a ripoff of another app. And, and we like what you were saying of like every game is like a clone or a mashup of other games. If your game doesn't look special 
or eye catching in some way. And that doesn't need to be like aesthetically beautiful. It has to be like, what is this? What is it? What, what, what's going on here? And that could be a motion. It could be an animation. It could be the way a character moves, or it could just be like a screenshot of a thing you've never really seen before. Uh, that's I don't know. That's that's my take on it, uh, and it, it it doesn't ladder up to visual fidelity in any meaningful no, way. No, to, to me. But it is it is. I find it all kind of interesting, and you know it. Uh, it always kind of I, I like that that this this media form that I've loved for so long is ever changing in so many different ways. It really never gets old for me. Um, yeah. You know, but like I bought some games that I just thought, oh, gosh, they've got such a great style, you know, recently. And I, I could name them. I probably won't because why do I why diss them? Right. But like <laughs> under under those really good looking exteriors, like they were right. kind of average, you know, and it's like right. some of them I played and I went, you know, it's pretty. But, you know, you can only look at pretty so long before like you need some substance or at least that's right, the case right. for me. So how do you feel? How do you feel about this hierarchy, which is kind of my journey through like, do, will I commit time to a game? Okay. Some, something about it catches my eye, right? It's a visual quality. It's an aesthetic, whatever, right? That's, that's on the, on the hierarchy, on the tier list. That's one. And it's not the, I'm not saying it's the most important. It's the, th it's the gateway to like, huh? Does, what is this? You know, that's number one. And number two is like, oh, this looks cool. Let me watch four videos about how it actually works and what the gameplay is and what the loops are and what type of game. And let me see it in motion, right? That's number two. Am I still interested? Mm -hmm. Number three, and this is, this is hyper specific to me, but I know others care about it is like, I really need to understand if the game will perform well or properly and on what platform it will do so. And that, that will inform a decision like, will I get it on switch? Is it on PC? Should I save it for the steam deck? Whatever, whatever. And then once those boxes are ticked, um, then, then, and only then I'm like, okay, I will now it's on my list or my wish list, or it's a purchase or it's a, I will devote time or mental energy to this because that's the it, it, it ticks those boxes for me. This you know is what such I mean? a nice, thoughtful way to consider buying a game, and it's nothing like mine. Mine is, oh my god, that looks really cool. I'm going to buy it right now. <laughs> I don't research where. I mean, unless, uh, well, if I have no idea where to find it, no idea, like I might look at, like, oh, where is this? But like otherwise, yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm very simplistic. I'm like, I want, like, like a Great. baby. You know, so so then what's your what's your success rate? Meaning out of 10 games that you just are like, whoa, this is great. Grab it. How many are you like, oh, I actually like this. I actually enjoy playing it. Well, or I think my pickiness comes in in a different way, though, maybe because like, yeah. you know, I I mm, I look at games all the time on Steam and I think. Ooh, that looks fun or, Oh, that might look like something I might like, but I don't often have the, I want reaction, I guess. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Okay. Like right. I have, you have a, a stronger level of filter. excitement. Yeah. Like totally. where I'll be like, ah! totally. like I remember 
when I saw Hades, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Totally. And I was like, but it's a roguelike. Roguelikes are hard. I don't really play hard <laughs> games. And like, it's super cute because my husband continues to watch me pick up roguelikes lately. And he's like, okay, I think you need to stop saying that you're not good at hard games because I think it's right. now sure a sure thing that you are and that you really love these games. So I think maybe you need to reconsider this, you know, label you've put on yourself. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. But see, this is why your method is serving you really well, or maybe is serving you really well lately is that you will take a chance on something that just grabs you, uh, emotionally or viscerally or visually. And maybe that, maybe the game sucks, but like in a, in a situation where it actually delivers on gameplay, that's a game you never would have played Otherwise, because you thought you weren't good at it or you like you don't like the genre or what yeah. you don't play these kinds of games. So that's actually um, that's a cool that's a cool side effect of being um, more impulsive is not the right word, but being oh, more it's impulsive, um, please. Yeah, but being more agreeable, being more decisive or like impulsive about like. I, I just like this. I, I just it just speaks to me right yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, I I guess. Yeah. Like I don't. <sighs> I, you know, it's funny. It makes me sound impulsive, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, I'm really not because mm-hmm. otherwise I would have bought my entire steam wish list or my yeah, exactly. Nintendo wish list or whatever. And I haven't, you know, I have wish lists on every platform I use and there are things that I think I'll wait or I'll get that later. or I'll see if it goes on sale, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I, but I also like that you're saying that your aesthetic criteria you feel is very high, meaning like you're not just grabbing 20 things off the shelf. You're looking at a hundred games and maybe only one or two are like Hades level. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's you. not just beautiful though. It's, uh, it's almost more like specific is how I would totally. call it. Because I mean, there's so many games that you could look at and you could be like, holy shit, that's beautiful. Like, um, you know, um, Horizon Forbidden West, I saw yeah, and totally. was multiple times like, holy fucking shit. Like, that's yeah, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen, but I'm not playing it, you know, because exactly. um, I've thought carefully about whether or not it would be a fit for me or not, you know, and I, I as many times as I've kind of wanted it to, I just feel like the right spark is not there for me, whereas like. trying to think of something lately that i've been like oh hell yeah you know like about (laughs) but like the 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 most recent thing that comes to mind even though it's not i mean i'm sure it's in the dreaming and or early stages is alan wake 2 when i saw Mm -hmm. alan wake 1 that was my exact reaction because it was a combination of like a horror game and like a very like stephen king kind of vibe and like those are two of my favorite things so i was like fuck yeah immediately and yeah that's that's the kind of stuff that I definitely don't often. Yeah, I don't often have that specific reaction is maybe a good way of putting it. What if you <clears throat> got wind of a game that's like it's Stephen King horror meets, you know, a st- great story driven thing. And you're like, oh, whatever. And it's set in a, you know, turn of the century, what, whatever, you know, cyberpunk, something which it ticks all your boxes. And you're like, oh, tell me more. You look at it and it looks fucking ugly as hell. Are you out? No. Or are you like, well, I got to look, maybe I'll dig in further. No, I mean, no, probably not. But I will say this. 
at the least, you probably spend three to five hours with an extremely short game. So like, I have to be really intrigued to be like, this game is really ugly, but I want to look at it for three to five hours. Exactly. Because typically I don't. And like, honestly, with Stardew, I really didn't think it was that pretty at all. Like I was, I was just like, eh, like, and this is also a feeling about Minecraft. Like I've played Minecraft and I just can't look at it for that long. (laughs) Like it just, it hurts me, you know? Um, Yeah. That's that's a funny subjective thing. Cause like, you're not wrong. Like, it's, it, it but see, now I think Stardew's beautiful. It's chunky. Right, right. Because I spent but time I I, in it, and maybe it just, I don't know if it, and then like, you know, this is not including seeing stuff like the portraits. Once I saw the portraits, I was like, gosh, these are so incredibly beautiful. Sure. And then I was yeah. like, you know, there's so much charm and magic to this game, but at a glance, I didn't see it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? <laughs> so Yeah, I, my, Minecraft is a great example because like, what uh, when 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 we started seeing Minecraft appear, and I I, I will always remember this. It was like two. Th- it was worked on earlier than two thousand nine, but two thousand nine was when it started really appearing on social media, Reddit, YouTube, and people were like, "Look what I made." I, I agree with you. It did like it didn't. We were in a phase. We were in a time when it was like games were starting to look really good. Like yeah. We were, cool and photorealistic and high frame rates whatever and then you look at this game and you're like what and but the, but like the notion the text on the page saying yep you can break anything and you can build anything right. anywhere anytime it's an entirely module moldable modular world i fucking fell out of my chair i couldn't i became instantly obsessed even without seeing it in motion i was like Whatever this is, I need, I need to yeah. I need to be part of it. Yeah. And I slapped down $12 instantly. Yeah. And had to be in there in whatever alpha beta version it was at that time. So that's really your and version of the fuck yeah is what happened to you. I guess, but it but it didn't to your point, it, it really was not about aesthetics. It was about what? You could yeah. build anything. Yeah. That's never been in a video game before. Yeah. So, yeah. So I agree with you. Like my, my, so it's funny to me that Minecraft has its beauty and its charm. And like, you can look out over a Minecraft landscape and say, wow, that's, this is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. But like block for block obviously is, uh, yeah, it's funky looking. So <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I think I know I know your I know what you'll say to a little bit of this, but like I'll just in those criteria of like aesthetics, beauty, mechanics, and then for me performance. Like I could love a game. I could see. I could be obsessed with. I could be like, this is for me. I want everything to do with it. This is totally my jam. And if it doesn't run well, forget it. Nine times out of ten, I'm out. Uh, I quit Val. I, I could have played Valheim for 10,000 hours. I knew that that game would eat me alive, but in its earlier versions, it just didn't, it just wasn't going well. And I, and I was like, I, 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 I wish, I wish it would, I wish I could see past it to have the fun, but for me, I was unable to, and you know, there's a lot of other games, but, um, it bums me out when all the boxes are ticked, but like, 
it's not it still doesn't quite work yeah yeah so i feel like the more we have this conversation the more i just feel like it's just like like aligned with like (laughs) dating (laughs) like i mean all of this advice like like is like choosing a person and like basing things on looks and like you know like like compatibility like yeah it's all just really i it's all kind of the same which i think is funny because i never would have really been like oh gaming's like dating it's really but but uh, right it's it's vibe it's looks but also you're gonna spend 600 hours with this person so they better not chew weird right you know what i mean yeah they better not smell that is my version of this doesn't run well please do not fucking (laughs) chew oh my god oh my god i i because you know as you know full well i'm sure adhders are very sound sensitive not all of us but many of us and like there are certain sounds that i cannot handle and that's one of them I mean, we don't have to go too far afield, but I'm 100% with you. And like, I, I, un, I understand, it makes sense that it's connected to um, our various neurodiversity, but like, I've understood misophonia as its own specific thing. Right. And, and it uh, is, it is. It just it, so I guess happens it, to be a big, and like a uh, texture, um, like yeah. a lot of ADHDers, including myself, report the inability to keep tags in clothing. Like if it touches your skin you in the wrong that. way, you yep. have to cut it out. Like lots of little, uh, I guess you could say like high attention. Yes. Think sensitivity. I can't wear, I can't wear shirts of a certain type of fabric mm-hmm. because it feels too, too, even like things that are very soft, they feel, I don't know, they're, they're, they're too soft. It's hard to explain, but yeah, no, um, trust but me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Anyway, but so getting back to video games, you're, you continue to be in uh, a nice pocket. So like the, the curve on vampire survivors is winding down in a nice way, in a natural way. You, you came to a sort of like, I have beaten this. There's more to do and check in on, but it's not a cold Turkey crash. It is a, no, not I at all. came, I saw, I conquered yeah, and, like, and I, I can see myself me. picking it up again in like a week or two and just being like, Oh, I'll just do a run, you know, like totally. that kind of feeling. I can totally see that. I don't think I'm perma done with it at all. I just think that I'm more or less have really played it. And, you know, I played it, I think for something like three weeks straight, which I can't complain. I mean, it, no. it, it has been a lot of fun. So yeah, that's, that's what's on. That's what's going on with me in the gaming world right now. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, we can take a little break and then when we come back, I can update you on my, uh, my travails right yes. after this. All right, let me tell you a little something about video games. I'm an expert at this, and here's here's what you have to know. Uh, you have to have a computer, or, or you know, a personal computer or a gaming console to to you know do the games. But then you need something to see the games. You have to visually see the video games that you're playing. And great news. HyperX has brand new Armada monitors, not just monitors, but mounts and arms, okay? I'm not the kind of person who's gonna pop a monitor on a desk like a caveman. You need to mount it to make it look nice. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled. It's packaged in with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm nice let me tell you why these monitors are extra fancy okay the armada 25 
has a refresh rate of just, okay, you, you may want to sit down, 240 hertz. Most video games, you're gonna you're you're gonna get 60 on your traditional monitor, 240 hertz. Or if you want something slightly bigger, maybe you want more resolution. Uh, we're talking about the Armada 27 Quad HD, which also has got a lot of hertz, 165 hertz refresh rate. That is some serious PC gaming. And also, as we move into next gen, next gen, next gen. These are monitors that are that are going to last you for the next-gen consoles and your next PC. Get them at HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. We are back, and uh, unlike yourself, who is in the pocket, I have been searching for my pocket. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you know, with with uh, different different uh, avenues here, as you know, you know, searching for that that game that's going to click. Um, really, this is to your point earlier. Like Monster Hunter has become like a comfort go to game of like post game. There's so much sort of upgrading incremental difficulty quests that are really fun it's just like hey can i do a level 10 anomaly with this gear nope so i gotta like do a little upgrade here or there and it's just this slow incremental progress that is just like pick it up do a couple hunts put it down great 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 loving that but like i'm ready for the next thing um uh, and this is not it, but I'll briefly give an honorable mention to, I don't know where I saw this, don't know where I found it. Um, it is called Astro Duel Deluxe. And it was on my Switch wish list. And it probably is like $10, $15. And then it's like, this is on sale for $1.99. I'm like, zoop, got it, great. <laughs> Deal. And deal and I, I this was not necessarily for me to be like this is my game it was more because it's a it's a couch uh, co-op slash competitive uh uh brawler kind of spaceship game in the vein of like bomberman or boomerang foo or um not really overcooked but like um you're you're fighting against the people who who are you're competing against other players who are with you locally there's no online and i was like this for two dollars this might be fun for the family and or might be fun for my son who like is obsessed with smash brothers and boomerang foo and he just wants to set all the computer players to easy and kick their asses and that's his <laughs> idea of a good time that's, that's what he likes to do so, um, so Astro Duel Deluxe is, do I'm sure you know, or even remember the game Asteroids for Atari. Yeah. Tiny little triangular spaceship. You're shooting asteroids. You're getting points. It's very much in that style, uh, but with some cool, I don't know, eighties psychedelic pixely art, uh, very simplistic graphics, but it's, they're very, I think, I think it's very beautiful in its simplicity. And in a nutshell, uh, it's four players and you're in a little triangle ship and you have limited ammo. So the ammo, the three bullets you have rotate around you. So if you have three rotate, kind of like a shell, like the shells in Mario Kart, if you have three, you can shoot three. If you use them up, you got to wait for them to regenerate. So it's not like you're pum pum puming indefinitely. You have to, uh, mind your ammunition and you sort of angle with the stick and then you 
a boost with, uh, I think it's like the B button. So you're not like moving, you're kind of like uh, positioning your your angle and then, and so it there's a learning curve for, for getting a ha- handle on the controls. They're, they're, they're intuitive once you learn them. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're puming your other ships, in this case, computer players. And if you hit the ship, uh, the ship explodes and then your little pixely pilot floats out and you have to kill the pilot, at least in the main mode that we've been playing. You got to kill the pilot to get a kill. You can't just destroy the ship. If you don't kill the pilot fast enough, so uh, then the ship regenerates and that player is sort of back in the game. So it becomes this sort of like, oh, I've been hit. I have to frantically run away from all the chaos that's happening in order to tick down the clock so my ship can come back so I can go back on the on the offensive. And again, super simplistic, but like that sort of push and pull mechanic makes it a good uh, like couch brawler type game. And we have not played much of it, but I really just like it. And I feel like with the right crew in your living room, it could be a fun, like, let's all get together and, and fight it out, duke nice. it out kind of a thing. Like a, like a Smash Brothers, like a, uh, like a Bomberman. So uh, Astro Duel Deluxe, I, perhaps it'll still be on sale by the time anyone's hearing this. So, uh, or wait for it to go back on sale. Cause like, are we going to get 20 hours out of this game? Probably not. But for two bucks, it's just, it's yeah. just nice to have on the switch. Cause you're like, Oh, what if we do this? Boom. You're in it. You know, it's, it's really right. cute. Um, yeah, definitely. So shout out to that game. Um, but the other thing that I will say that I, I, uh, mentioned briefly, uh, maybe to you or in the discord was that, um, in my quest to kind of go back through the, uh, to, to, to thin out the queue, whatever, not the wish list Cause I already owned it, but the, uh, you know, our, our endless queues of, uh, backlogs, whatever. I was like, you know what I got, I need to play tunic in this year because you know not like anyone is is caring what what i think about game of the year but like there's a handful of games that like if we're going to have a game of the year discussion at some point like i can't not play this game and i and i bought it i bought it it was a couple bucks off a while back so i bought it in some bundle or whatever it was and i put it on the steam deck and i'm like all right whatever you know i'm gonna try tunic i'm sure i'll have to fiddle with it or get the settings right let me see what's gonna be open it up on the Steam Deck, default settings, whatever, start it up. And it is a tri it is a truly triumphant flooring uh, like this is why we love video games mm-hmm. kind of game, which you mm-hmm. know. And I I I know, I knew going in that I that I knew that I would like it and perhaps love it, but I I'm so impressed is the word i guess i'm I'm trying to search for i'm so impressed with aesthetics of Mm -hmm. course Mm -hmm. let's talk about that hierarchy list of like top-down isometric we all played a thousand zeldas and zelda likes Mm -hmm. but there is there is something about this game that is just unique and special enough that makes it like you look at this and you instantly know that this is Tunic and there is no other game that looks quite exactly like this, even though mechanically it is similar to many other games. But when you look, when you set eyes on Tunic, it is Tunic and it is nothing else. Yeah. And like holding it in your hands and seeing it in motion was like, wow, mm-hmm. wow, this is so nice, right? Check, bo- check mark number one. 
Number two, as you know, and many listeners know, it's a beautiful puzzle box and I don't like puzzle games, but I love Zelda games and I love like how a, an open world that is wrapped up in itself where you can discover things and backtrack and rediscover and acquire an item and say, what does this do? What is that? And and you start to see how the world design connects back on, back around to itself. Many games have this. Some do it better than others. Tunic is a master class mm-hmm. in that kind of world design. So, and I'm, I put two hours in barely any time and i'm like this is a masterpiece visually and mechanically mm-hmm. and then number three it's funny i i didn't mean to to talk about this in the framework of what of our of our hierarchy from the last segment but i truly whatever engine this game and i should look it up whatever engine or or framework that this game is built in is extraordinary extraordinarily performative it is Playing on the Steam Deck, it is flawless, flawless frame rate, frame time. And not to get too in the weeds, but like a game can run at a stable 60 and still kind of like stutter a little bit or slow down a little bit or or have bad frame time. And you can fix that with VSync or you can fix it mm-hmm. with the Steam Deck's game scope. And, th- and what I have learned in my obsessiveness is that this varies across games. It varies across game engines. It varies across implementation. And there's always little quirks of like, all right, if I want to stream this to my TV, I got to turn VSync off, but then I'm going to have to cap the frame rate. Well, this one doesn't work with that trick. So I'm going to have to, you know, put VSync on and then stream it another way. Well, this one works like this on the Steam Deck, but it works on this one PC. And for whatever reason, Tunic is flawless yeah. across all devices and platform, not platforms, but across all the devices and methods that I would like to play it. Yeah. And even when the settings are wrong or off or missing and it's not exactly as it should be, it's still really good. You know, in a way that like, oh, if this button was, if VSync was off in Final Fantasy VII, it would be shit. It would be dog shit. But here with Tunic, for whatever reason... It's still great. Yeah. I, I can't, it's hard to explain, and I'm not going to go too far in the weeds on it. But anyway, in a world where I'm constantly trying different games on different devices, being like, okay, well, it's not going to run here. It's not going to run there. I'm so thrilled that this beautiful, amazing masterpiece of a game is also technically a, a real achievement. And so three boxes ticked. And then, and so tick, tick, tick. Now I'm in gaming heaven, <laughs> right? Because I don't know. It has been it has been hard for me lately to like fully immerse myself in a video game for mm-hmm. the for the game's sake because I'm too busy worrying about this or that or whatever. And and this one was the first one in in a little while where I was like, whoa, so much so that I that I all I actually stopped myself a little ways and I said. This game is so special and so good and so important that I almost I started feeling bad that I wasn't playing it with my daughter because she would look at this. And because, as you know, it's like, oh, a mysterious language that you can't decipher and you get pages of of a manual in game. And some of it is in English, but some of it is in like runes. And you're starting to like piece together the mechanics of the game by finding diegetic manual pieces in the game. And I'm like, 
oh my God, she would fucking not only love it, (laughs) but she would notice things and see things and find things that my old ass tired ass brain would not see and i'm like i need her in the cock in the uh what do you call it the wingman chair or the sidecar yeah. mm-hmm. i think i think i need a nine-year-old to sit down next to me and be like wait a minute go what a, go behind that bush what's that thing mm-hmm. and then and then she's gonna find 20 tre- treasure chests that i never found i love it I know, I know you've played it and a lot of listeners have already played it. So this is old, 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 old news, but I just had Who to cares? stop and say, what a, what a joy yeah. this fucking game is. So nothing, I'll, I'm not going to say anything else. And I definitely don't want to say or spoil anything else about it. Um, this is all, I think this is all common knowledge, what I've already said. Anyway, have you finished it? Where, no. uh, where are you with it? Mm-mm, no, I haven't finished it. Um, Gosh, it's been a while since I picked it up. I think I probably got about, uh, I would guesstimate maybe three hours, four hours in. I didn't okay. get very far and then got distracted. Not too far. Which, okay. you know, naturally, this conversation's making me go, probably should revisit that, <laughs> um, you know, because. Yeah, well, I was wondering if you bounced off for a reason or if it was just no, like. No, I got distracted, too many games. which is like the bottom line of my entire life. I got distracted. Amen. So, sure. um, but, but yeah, um. I thought it was beautiful. I thought all the same things that you were telling me, I totally thought um, myself. And I think that um, this is a very good reason to consider revisiting it, in my opinion. Well, and question, you probably played it before you got your Steam Deck, right? I did. So I haven't tried it on the Steam Deck. So that might be a really good reason to pull it back up, I think, because what you're telling me is that it's just really amazing there. It was this game was made for the Steam Deck. And I know we like people will say that about a lot of different games and Vampire Survivors, whatever. But I guess what I mean by that is like when you say deck verified, this is the epitome of that of like booted up once, first time, settings are set exactly precisely as you as they should be, and go. And it's flawless. And that doesn't flawless happen that often. Note I mean I'm trying to think of another game that I didn't tweak. Now I'm obsessive, so I'm always tweaking, but like I'm having trouble thinking of a single video game that I did not go into the settings menu and at least change one thing to get it working properly. That's probably not too often. And Tunic was like, ba-bam, ready to go. Wow. So, uh, yeah, if, uh, you know, you do you, but like, uh, just download it on the on the deck and and uh check it out it's like a fucking megabyte or excuse me it's one it's like two gigabytes it's like literally like you can't you can't not afford to put it like just have it ready to go on your steam deck what a what a gem what a joy this thing is i'm gonna do it Uh, i'm gonna do it. it that's all the encouragement i think i really needed i can do it this one and elden ring are keep nagging me of like you can't wrap up the year and not touch these games you know what i mean and there's probably other what there are others too but i i guess i i would feel like a bad game person if i did not at least try pay attention to these and try i mean i guess i can understand that on one hand but on the other hand i'm like well you're not a bad game person ever for any reason so yeah <laughs> but know. I don't. I don't want to come in here and be like, "This game X was the best game of 2022." 
Did you play Elden Ring? Nah. Uh, I mean, you know, you know whatever. FOMO, but <laughs> F- FOMO, exactly, exactly. So that's it. Uh, yeah, and so now my challenge with with everything is like I am now obsessed with Tunic, but I I, I don't know how quickly I can play it because I want to. I think I want to play it with my daughter. I think you should um, play it with your daughter, and I think how quickly you can play it should be the least of your worries. No, you're 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 obviously right, but it's oh, but it, you know what I'm saying of like. I want to play this. Right. You're like, no, I need to wait for my kid. She's asleep. You know, she's at school, whatever it's going to be. I got to wait now. And so that's what a terrible problem to have. I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. Really? That's it. We're done. (laughs) Video games are over. Uh, Thank you for spending this time. They're over forever. Uh, Any final thoughts or anything you're eyeing or that you've downloaded or bought recently that you're like, ooh, I'm going to dabble in this? Any any teasers for next time? What do you you think? Not right now. Um, I'm kind of hoping that maybe that's something that will come up by the next time. But at right this second, I don't have anything. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. As Colette said, um, we, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to be going away for a time, not next week, but the week after. So mm-hmm. perhaps we'll, we'll find a guest host or, or bring Sky back or, and, and, or we are, uh, again, looking at some pretty rad guests. Oh, and some good, like topic ideas and discussions in the discord, uh, one specifically around game preservations, I think, uh, or preservation, excuse me. I think, uh, the stig was saying, was mentioning a wired article about like, what is important to preserve when it comes to video games and media and how should we go about it? And I am really quite obsessed with that conversation and would be interested in talking with journalists or archivists or whatever to, 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 think about that a little more deeply because my my very short answer is like everything we we should preserve everything because mm-hmm. we can and like in this is a very stupid silly example but like imagine how much we would know about ancient rome if ancient romans had twitter and it was archived you know what i mean right like that's a silly thing to say but like no i get it the the nuances of of archaeology and preservation are extraordinary and it's very difficult when you have like here is a shard of a pot and that's and that's, <laughs> that's it that's all we got about what homes looked like in ancient Rome like so we can preserve everything now we can preserve all and I, I it's funny this came up on another show but like um, a dude worked at Kmart in the nineties and the corporate office would send audio cassette tapes of like Kmart radio and it would be like, here's the, here's the special, you'd put them in the cassette player and it would play over the loudspeaker. And it's like Kmart radio. And here's the, here's what's on sale. And here's some pop music from the nineties and whatever. Oh my god! And then at the end of the month, the June tape from 1992 is like, well, that's done. Throw that in the trash. And here's the July tape. Now play the July tape. And that's what you did in retail. But the point of the story is that one guy, saved the tapes from the trash, took them home, and now they're on the internet. And that sounds stupid, but now we know what Kmart sounded like in 1992. Yeah. And that's not stupid at all. It's not stupid at all. Because one person thought to to look to pick stuff out of the trash, we now know. So anyway, I'm very fascinated with media and experiential preservation in Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. And uh 
and we should save all of it. The question is, who who does the saving? Where do we put it? Yep. Who's in charge of this? Right. And video games. So <laughs> and video games. And video games. So we will we will hopefully delve into that with with someone uh, smarter than us uh, to talk a little bit about that and uh, <laughs> and other things. So that's it. Love Let's it. Get out of here. Love it. All right. We're gonna GTFO. GTFO. We'll talk at you in one week. Let us know what you're playing. Keep in touch. Email Discord. Get in there. And we'll talk to you in one week's time. Bye-bye.